Good morning, everyone. I literally thought it was going to be me and like 10 people, so this is a pleasant surprise. So one note today, in the creed today, when we say, um, when we talk about Jesus and we say, um, was conceived by the Holy Spirit and became man, once a year we all genuflect because that the word was made flesh. At Christmas, we celebrate that. So we'll all kneel for just a brief second there today at the creed, unless I forget, which is likely to happen. Okay. If you've ever gone to a foreign country, you know how difficult translation is. It's really hard. I, uh, if you're a visitor here, you might not know this. I am always talking about the Greek because the New Testament was written in Greek. And I've turned into that guy from my big fat Greek wedding who knows every Greek word. I'm always talking about the Greek. Translation is really difficult, though. And it's hard with written languages and ancient ones, but it's also hard with living languages. During my studies for the priesthood, uh, the priests in the seminary were adamant that I had to learn Spanish because they didn't think I could do it. So they were like, we're going to force him to learn Spanish. So they sent me and three other seminarians studying for the priesthood. We went to Mexico for a summer. And everything I tried to say in Spanish, I would look at people's faces and I was like, I just said something really inappropriate. And I have no idea what I just said. It happened all, all summer long. Uh, I wasn't as bad as my friend Father Nathan. He has the famous distinction of his first night with a family he was staying with. He was exhausted. <clears throat> they finished dinner. And he thought he said, thank you so much for dinner. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go take a shower and go to sleep. What he actually said is, thanks for dinner. Let's go bathe me. And that's all you're going to remember from my homily. <laughs> Translation is really hard. It's a really difficult thing to do. And even more so, even if you get the words right, oftentimes in different languages, there's extreme nuance to different words. Words take on different meanings and connotations in different languages. And it makes it really hard. And today what I want to talk to you about is this translation. And so maybe the most famous translator in history, there are a number of them. Uh, one thinks of Erasmus. But maybe the, the most famous translator in history is St. Jerome. And so St. Jerome lived in the 5th century. Uh, and I love St. Jerome. He's one of my favorite saints because he was a total like curmudgeon hard to deal with, and he gives me hope for my own life. But St. Jerome knew languages better than anybody in his generation. And so at one point, he was commissioned to translate the Bible out of its original languages into the Latin so that people in Latin-speaking countries could understand the Bible. And so he knew Greek, and he knew Latin frontwards and backwards, but he had to learn Hebrew. And so what he did is he moved to Bethlehem. Really fitting, of course, for today. If you go to Bethlehem, you can go to his actual cell where St. Jerome lived for the last 35 years of his life. 
And what he did there is he had a number of rabbis and they taught him Hebrew. And Jerome, during that, the years from, um, let me get the exact years, from 390 and 405, he translated the entire Old Testament from Hebrew into Latin. An amazingly difficult thing to do. And so for 15 years, he worked on that, and he translated the whole Testament from Hebrew so people could understand it. And that's a hard thing to do. And here's what I wanted to, to open up for you today, and what I want to invite you into is something very simple today. Christmas has many meanings for us as Christians, but one of the simplest and most profound is today is a day of translation. In our gospel today, we're in John chapter 1. The passage we heard today, many people consider it to be the most beautiful thing that has ever been written. And it's worth going back today and reading that first chapter of John's gospel. It's absolutely gorgeous. The last line we heard today from Deacon Michael, St. John says this. He says, no one has ever seen God. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, has made him known. Has made him known. The Greek word there, and you're going to get one today, uh, is exegetitai. In scripture scholarship, we talk about exegesis. And it comes from this word. And exegesis really just means translation. It means you take something in a text, and from what's there, you make it known. And here's the thing, brothers and sisters, if we're honest about this, if you think about the world all through human history, Men and women all across the ages have wondered who God is. And there's all kinds of brilliant and holy people in history who have had ideas about God. But at the end of the day, it was speculation. A friend of mine tells the story of when his when his son was a little boy and he heard his dad and his mom talking all the time about God speaking and one day his son came into the, the living room and he said, Dad, and he was crying, he was all upset and his dad said, Joe, what's wrong? And he said, Dad, God doesn't speak to me. I hear other people all the time saying that God spoke to them. God said this to them. God said that. And he says, God doesn't speak to me. And maybe you felt that way. I don't know where everyone's at in their faith. Some of you I know are very good Catholics. But maybe you feel this way. Maybe you've been away from God for a long time. But a common experience for all of us is to say, God doesn't speak to me. 
And what we celebrate today, plain and simple, is yes, he does. When I was a 17-year-old kid, I thought that way too. I thought, how am I supposed to know anything about God? This person has that opinion, this person has that opinion. There's lots of debates and controversies about who God is and what's true and what's not. And when I was a 17-year-old kid, I was at the back of church, zoned out in mass, which none of you, I'm sure, have ever done. And I was completely bored out of my mind. And I saw the crucifix. And I had seen it a million times. But in some mysterious way, when I was 17, I knew that that was God's word. That was his word spoken to me. What Jesus does, brothers and sisters, is all of us, we go through moments in life, and what Satan wants to do to us, and this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, what Satan wants to do to us is he wants to lie to you and me about who God is. And at dark moments in our lives, you and I listen to those lies. And so Satan has said to me, God is extremely strict. And you know who you are. And God is distant and he doesn't really love you, right? And all the different things you and I might believe that are lies. If you want to know who God is, that's what the Father looks like. The second reading today says the same thing. Hebrews chapter 1 says in lots of different ways God speaks in the world and in previous ages through the prophets, and he speaks through the world, and he speaks in your heart. But in the final age, he spoke through his son in a definitive way. The, the inscription we have up here at Lord's is from our gospel today. That's John 1.14. It means... Don't let the door hit you on the way out. No. No, it means verbum is word in Latin. Caro is flesh. Factum est became. And the word became flesh. God's wisdom, the word logos in Greek or verbum in Latin, and the scripture, what that means is not just a spoken word. It means God's infinite wisdom. The word became flesh. Jesus translated God. Today, brothers and sisters, very simply, whatever your, your thoughts are about God, and every one of us, whether you're a devout Catholic or maybe you're not even a Christian, you're here today, all of us in our lives go through these moments where we say, God doesn't really love me. My life doesn't have meaning. 
There is not purpose to the universe. It's just one day after the next. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God's love became incarnate in a cave in Bethlehem where there was no room for him in this world. So today, Jesus, on this joyful Christmas day, Lord, we no longer have to question who God is. We no longer have to wonder what he looks like, how he feels about us, if his heart is good, if he is merciful and kind, if he calls us to greater things, we no longer have to wonder. Jesus, today, by your incarnation, by your life and your human nature that you adopted, and Jesus, most especially, in your death and your resurrection, Jesus, may you translate the Father into each of our lives. Let us now stand.